Hello friend. I'm glad you could join in today. It is my hope and prayer that you and I and many others will grow and mature in the wor- in the word of God together. And together with all the saints for the building up of the body. As as part of our growth in Christ, today I would like us to share on the gospel of the kingdom as our Christian life. One of the beginning ministries or the, the beginning of um, Jesus' ministry is what is often called the Sermon on the Mount. Today let me, allow me to call it and with other saints as the Gospel of the Kingdom. This is often found, or rather not often found, but it's actually found in in Scripture, in the New Testament, the book of Matthew. And it begins in chapter 5, and particularly ends in chapter 7. It is also found in Luke chapter 6. And in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus ends off the Sermon on the Mount, as you as you would, with the words of those who keep this word will be like those who build house on a rock and the rain came and it did not fall but those who don't build or keep those words will be like those who build a house on sand and when the rain came with no foundation the house fell I'm sure you, you're familiar with it perhaps let's look at chapter 5 of Matthew as the starting point of of Jesus's ministry of what we can call the gospel of the kingdom Jesus reveals the intricate nature concerning the nature of the kingdom life the nature is in essence as you will see a demanding life It is to the natural man, to the fleshy man, a hard life. Christ reveals the essence of a dichotomy of the human condition as well as a kingdom life. That is, we are in the world in this world but we are not of this world that that's the dichotomy that that Jesus in essence reveals to his disciples so Jesus is calling his disciples here and he set them on the mount and hence the sermon on the mount and he's teaching them about the life of the kingdom of the heavens 
There is a scholar by the name of Witness Lee, brother in the Lord, who calls this as the kingdom's constitution. Blessed are the poor in spirit, Jesus says, for theirs is the kingdom of the heavens. Blessed are the ones who have a pure heart, for they shall see God. In essence, Christ reveals the failure of the human condition. Far from God. Man in nature is weak, fragile, and man is unable. We live in a world that is has misconstrued desires which which often conflict God's desire. A world where it is expected of us to behave and react in a way that seems fair. Now, as I said in the beginning, it's a hard life, this kingdom life, to the natural man. When one person would perhaps come to you and slap you on the cheek, your instant reaction and even your expectation, the expectation from the world is that you would retaliate and slap the person back. But Jesus brings in a new kingdom life. A new life, a higher life, a life that transcends above the human expectation. He says that when your neighbor slaps you on the cheek, give him the other cheek. Now, to the natural man, that would seem perhaps very difficult. How can I do that? Because your instant reaction is to retaliate. But Jesus calls us to this higher life. In essence, it's, it's a high, high life. A, a life which is transcends. A life that is perhaps, you know, dro- dr- drowning in the divine life of God. Because what this then calls us to do, Jesus calls us to to live a life apart from the world. A life that is apart from human expectations, from human desires. And so... In this way, Jesus invites us to a kingdom life. 
he reveals the true nature and expectation that God has of us as children of God. Because to the natural man, to the natural man, as I said, in, we should look at Luke chapter 6 as well, which says that when your neighbor takes your cloak, give him more. Borrow without expectation. Love those who hate you. Pray for those who hate you. And forgive. Now you and I may have many, many reasons to say, I... I, I don't think this is good. I don't think this is fair. You know, I usually say one of the hardest things that a Christian or any person could ever ask is why. Why me? Why do I have to go through this? Especially when we have things we expect to substantiate our reason for not suffering. Lord, I served you. Why do I have to suffer? As an example. But Jesus, in this beginning of his ministry, reveals that those expectations we have need to die. He calls us to deny ourselves, to deny what we would want, to deny what we would desire, that our desire would die and we would have his heart's desire. And so Jesus also says in his word that it is easier for a camel to enter the kingdom of the heavens than for a rich man. What is a rich man? A rich man is as an illustration here. Of a man who is full of his own soul life. A life apart from God. But it's easier for a camel to enter the, the, the eye of a needle. As I would finish that scripture. The eye of a needle. than for a rich man. To enter the kingdom of the heavens. Now, if you compare an eye of an eat and of a needle, an eye of a, an, a needle, and that, and compare to, to that to a camel, you'd see the difficulty in that illustration. But that is the life that Jesus calls us to. 
That is who we need to be. Now, my friends, you and I would say why is it that i need to live a life that is pleasing to god and many young people would even find reasons to say but why do i need to follow god and we may not have the reasons that are good enough to the human natural flesh man and that is why this kingdom life is a difficult life to the natural man because our human condition would demand us to retaliate to react according to the world but god says no and the essence of the kingdom life is the essence of god's divine life a loving father who would open his arms to receive us in our worst condition and this life does not have to be difficult but only if we would come to Christ through his grace and the love of God coming to God with our hearts open and willing i i would find reasons to say no but god has all the reasons for you to come to him and one of the most reasons is that he loves you one of the most beautiful illustrations and perhaps we would look at these illustrations at a later stage is the parable of the prodigal son and the father receiving the prodigal son back into the homestead and asking no questions and not reminding the son of his misfall of his fall of his missteps but the father receiving the prodigal son back into the homestead and receiving him with great joy 
for the building up of the body. Now, my friend, the purpose of God revealing his heart to us through Jesus Christ in this kingdom life is that we would evermore realize that he is our life and he is our everything. He is the essence of who we are and what we should be. And so, one of the most entry ways in which we can begin to live this life, this divine kingdom life, is that, first of all, we need to crucify the self. And the only way we can do that is we fully consecrate our lives to God. In His light, we see light. In His light, we see light. We see our shortcomings. And what a blessed, blessed thing it would be that the human condition, that the self would realize his own fault his own mistake and misstep and would be willing to to admit it to God that I've missed step and I need your help and God wants is inviting us through Jesus Christ to come to him in prayer and say I cannot live this life. It's difficult for me not to retaliate, Lord. It's difficult for me to live this kingdom life. It's difficult for me not to live according to the human standard and expectations. Help me, Lord. And only when we allow him fully to enter all the aspects of our lives will God be able to help us to live a kingdom life a life pleasing to him a life fully consecrated to him for his glory. Oh, what a tough world we live in. A world that has so many expectations. But none of those expectations, even the good ones, are they pleasing to God. Even the good expectations. Even those. Are they pleasing to God? It is only a life that is truly consecrated to him, that has no individualistic, egotistical 
self-seeking self-interest. Life. That life is not pleasing to God. But one that is fully consecrated to him. To allow God to enter into life, into our life. To allow God to lead us to live a kingdom life is nothing but a miracle. To see a person convert, change from being or living a life far from God. And that person thus coming to God is a miracle. And it can be a miracle that can happen to you. Now, I hope it will be our prayer that God will lead us into living a full kingdom life. I hope, my friend, that you and I will enjoy Christ more and see the loving, abundant life that Christ has the abundance that Christ is for the living of the saints and for the building up of the body. For the world tells us that we need to build ourself. Everything, everything that we see, every um, condition that we meet every day in, is designed, fashioned in order for us to believe that we need to build the self. But God wants us to kill the self. He wants the opposite. Let us allow him then, brothers and sisters, to build his life in us. For the kingdom. This is no abstract thing. It is nothing but reality. And Father we pray in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word. We thank you. That you Lord. Can allow us to live. A kingdom life. And we pray in the name of Jesus that you would allow us to live a kingdom life. Amen. God bless you, my friend. And I hope that this introductory was um, of good value to you. God bless you.